Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Hello and welcome back. It's just quarter till five here, and it's me, Engineer Jim, bringing you all the warm, soft favorites on 100.3 GNDL, The Grundle. That's right. And the next one is a personal favorite, always relaxing and leaving me with a little tingle. The perfect tune if you're naked on a bearskin rug with your lover. Or alone in the dark, giving yourself a stranger. That's right. It's the Jandan classic. You gotta love it. And I love you. It's me, Engineer Jim, on the Grundle. Ooh, the 100.3. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, here's where we get our previously on the chain. Here we go. Nope. Dance. Dance. Well, where's where's the recap? What happened to the recap, Mike? Didn't come in today. We're waiting for it. First of all, how about a big round of applause for Danielle for doing a terrific job there. Awesome. Awesome. Is that oh, it? Stay. You're leaving? Yeah, no. You're going? No work to no, do. What? This is work. It's Fox. I actually do have work to do. What What are you doing? Although what are you I should about just, I do? just should stop today after that. Yes. It's the best work I've done all day. Well, but you, Patrick Muldowney, he's uh, he's not doing any work either. So. So uh, we should very quickly explain. Patrick emailed us an hour ago and said he couldn't make the podcast, and so we replaced Patrick with Danielle. Forever. Permanently. Permanently. Yes. It's a great choice. Forever. Danielle, can you handle all the drops? Yeah, and such? absolutely. Yep. That's easy. Uh, Patrick <laughs> said he had a meeting, and if you're keeping track at home, uh, Patrick leads the uh, the podcast in missed shows. Yeah. Patrick is like, um, I'm trying to think. He's like Grant Hill for the first like 15 years of his career. He didn't play, he had a lot of potential, and maybe toward the end it'll all come together. But so long, my time here is up. Well, that's great. Danielle, did you do that? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do we have Patrick? Why is Patrick here? And Danielle, you're also from the great state of Pennsylvania, right? I am. And But you're from... A little from, sketch. <laughs> you're from the good side. <laughs> from the good side of PA. So is it just that he's from Pittsburgh? Is that the problem? Yeah, probably. What a douchebag he is. <laughs> yeah, you had time to go to a wedding this weekend. So wait, where is he? What is, what's happening in this meeting, Danielle, right now with, with uh, Patrick and Colin Cowherd? And what, what, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. I probably should be in it, but I'm down here with you guys. He so. said it's a presentation. He's got, he had a deck to prepare. <laughs> a pre- um, Patrick, always concerned with his deck. What's a web page? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what's a web page? <laughs> Patrick. 
Oh, oh boy. Anyway, so no bag. Patrick, but we do have a new member of the Canadian Wall of Fame, Sebastian Bach, who hails from my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. Danielle, thank you very thank much. Thank you. I really appreciate you. You saved by. the day. You saved thank our bacon. You. you saved our Canadian bacon. You totally bacon. saved our bacon, Danielle. Come back anytime. Oh. Thanks, Danielle. Bye, Danielle. Yeah. Ooh. Engineer Jim, any connection to Sebastian yeah, Bach? Yeah, that's a Peterborough great question. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I engineered and co-produced several songs with Skid Row uh, for the Beside Ourselves album. We did uh, some covers, which were the B-sides for Slave to the Grind. I, I think we talked about that a little bit last week. So here's a question for you. At the time they're recording, what's the state of the band at the time? Are they all getting along? Are they... Uh, are they? Oh, yeah. Dudes? Back then, everybody got along great. Yeah. 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 And what was he like? How was he to work with Sebastian? He was Bob? great. What yeah. a character. Yeah. 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 I, a Cedar Bro guy. Yeah. I saw him boarding a flight. We were getting on the same flight, and he was carrying like a, a silver briefcase full of unknown things. I hope, yeah. I hope it was just loaded to the <laughs> brim with cocaine. <laughs> <sighs> they, they really. The, the, they just let him through security. <laughs> That's right. Those guys were great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we talked. I recorded uh, some stuff with them at Fantasy in San Francisco. We actually did a version of Little Wing that's amazing. It really came out great. See, I'd love to be able to play some clips of this music that you produce, Jim. Yeah. And unfortunately, too. we can't. It's not in that. our budget. Yeah. We tried yeah. to sing Happy Birthday on the show. It was oh, Jay's yeah. birthday on uh, Saturday, but you can't sing that on TV. Unbelievable. Did you know that, Jim? Warner Music yeah. owns this. Warner Music has the Happy Birthday song copyrighted. <laughs> That's why you never see it in movies it's, and TV. I never thought crazy. of it until that night. And they said, yeah, you never see it in movies and TV for that reason. So, I mean, we couldn't <sighs> do the happy birthday song. And, and then producer, you got to tell the producer, Tim, what happened. So we're, we're singing happy birthday during a commercial break. And yep. our commercial breaks are pretty long on Fox Sports Live, like three, four minutes. By the way, the podcast is brought to you by Fox Sports Live. Every night, 11 Eastern on FS1. It's not Fox Sports 1 anymore. FS1. Just FS1. So, uh... So we're singing happy birthday. The crew brings out a cake. They have a funny, like, happy 60th birthday thing. It was from Ralph's. Good cake. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Ralph's is a, a chain of um, supermarkets. Like uh, L.A.'s Safeway. Really a better cake than it had to be. Uh, I'll tell you what. Ralph's does a great job with birthday cakes. They really do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that. You can go to a fancy, uh, like... Like whatever, Whole Foods or Gelson's yeah. or one or the uh, other. Uh, Connie's Cakery. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's not as good as Ralph's. Pat Muldowney's Vagina Cakes or whatever. <laughs> but the Ralph's was pretty tasty. Yeah, they do a great job. Okay, anyway, so the, the crew, we're all singing Happy Birthday, and we have IFBs. Those are the, the things you wear in your ear during a, a broadcast if you're on air, so the control room can talk to you. Uh, while we are finishing up Happy Birthday, yes, we hear, guys. Guys, guys, we're trying to do a TV show here. Guys, I need your attention. <laughs> he, producer Tim, cut off happy birthday. And there was still three minutes left in the commercial break. Oh and, and he's like, God. oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to talk to you and to, to produce the national so, broadcast television show. He, what he had to tell us, he could have told us four seconds before we went on oh air. Sorry God. for trying to produce. And then it was silence for the next two and a half minutes while we waited for the commercial break to end. But producer Tim had to finish the happy birthday on his note. What a dick. 
So if you've ever heard of the No Fun Police, Tim is the sergeant and commander. By the way, guys, uh, Michael Vader, who's appeared on the podcast on occasion, put together a bunch of top five Jay and Dan moments uh, that you could see on the YouTubes, and we're tweeting them out. You can see on Fox Sports Live's uh, webpage on foxsports.com. And uh, among them, the top five producer Tim moments. Really? Just us calling him a dick. Yes. <laughs> five different ways. Uh, I'm going to get eviscerated for this. What was um, Skid Row's big hit? I'll remember you. Yeah. We just but had you, paid $10,000 for that. You've gone wild. You've gone wild. That was a yeah. good one. In fact, yeah. I remember, I mean, this, is, this sums up Athabasca, Alberta, where I grew up. I remember vividly going to bush parties, because that's the only kind of parties we had in Athabasca. You just go into the bush and party, start light a big bonfire, it's stand It's completely different it. than it sounds. A bush party, yeah, you go into the woods. My erections have returned. <laughs> it's not like that, Dan. It's the, like you go into the actual bush, the forest. We we did the same thing when I was a kid. That's we go party out in the woods, you know. <laughs> did you call them a bush party? No, we didn't call them. <laughs> and we'd have, like, you know, in the wintertime, you know, it's back east, you know, the lake would freeze. We'd have bonfires yeah. out in the middle of the lake and all that crazy stuff out on the ice. Yeah, like crazy our stuff. grad graduation party was the Lions Club. <laughs> the Lions Club owned a gravel pit north of Athabasca. Big moneymaker. Sure. And they had the gravel pit and everyone's like, where are we going to have the graduation party? The Lions Club was like, we'll stay at the entrance. To the gra- There's only one way in, one way out. We'll stay there all night so nobody leaves, you know, loaded. And you guys can all party in the gravel pit. That's so cool. for six straight years, because we started going to the grad party in grade six, um, for six straight years, I slept on a gravel bed oh. every grad party and would wake a up in the freezing, in the freezing oh. cold. Oh. Just oh. like, oh, I'm so cold and hungover. I'm so glad to came to the grad party. <laughs> that sounds oh. like something oh. from like uh, Sopranos. I'll put you in your gravel bed. Yeah, yeah. we did it willingly. We we made it happen willingly. Oh, um, no, but I just wanted to very quickly say about, about Skid Row. This yeah. is my original point. I remember going to bush parties at gravel pits and farmer's fields and all that And we would put on uh, the original Skid Row album, not Slave to the Grind, not the yeah. second one, but yeah. the original, their yeah. first album, yeah. with Youth Gone Wild, and play it front to back on tape over and over and over. And that was the music at the party. Someone would back their truck up near the bonfire, just crank the stereo up, and the, I must have heard that album a thousand times. Yeah. I have a question a for great, Engineer Jim. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. I, I have a question yeah. for Engineer Jim about tapes. Remember cassette tapes? Yeah. yeah. And how they each year they come up with, oh, this is HD tape. Yeah, yeah, You'll never yeah. hear a better Max, tape. Max yeah. Did any of those make a difference? Were, was there actually better quality cassette tape, or were they just all the same? That was just marketing. Well, you know, uh, like some people were crazy about like the metal sort of tapes and stuff. My favorite was always uh, Maxell XL2s. Yeah. Those were those are the great, great cassettes, man. And you could crush those, whatever. Again, you could probably lose that in a gravel pit and come back next year. <laughs> Still be there. And the tape would play pop it, great. Pop yeah. it and play it. So, XL2s. So vinyl came back. No chance cassettes come back. No chance. No, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. But the amazing thing is there are stores. Like, I think there's a store in, like, Silver Lake where all the hipsters live where Dan will probably move next. And they only... <laughs> hipsters! They only sell tapes. <laughs> but, like... Uh, like, so they have all a wall of, like, cassette tapes. And obviously, that's you know, they buy them from, you know, estate sales. Yeah, yeah. Who's buying all these tapes? 
Who's keeping them in business? I Make- don't know. I, I mean, I, I I love the sound of of cassette tapes. I love the really? sound of vinyl. Yeah, I, I mean, like vinyl, but what 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 is it? Just an it's just a, thing? An, yeah, it's an yeah. analog thing. I mean, yeah. do I drive around listening to tapes in my car? No, you know. Yeah. But uh, maybe we all should. Be uh, yeah, I mean, I still the have- Lexus had a cassette tape player. Your oh, Lexus really? that you were driving yeah. up that, until like three years the ago? Ni- the 98 Lexus. It's 96.9. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I still have a, a cassette player hooked up in my stereo at home. I have a DAT player, CD, cassette. I got all that you stuff. You got the DAT. Uh, oh, See, yeah. the DATs were, I remember when the digital audio tapes yeah. were, they were like, this is it. This is the next Well, um, you know, before everybody was burning CDs, that's what we would take home our mixes and listen to at home. And right. then eventually a lot of guys started just mixing the DAT. Yeah. And, you know. Mixing the DAT. You know, I still like the sound of mixing the analog tape to this day, you know, like half-inch tape and stuff like that. I remember that, in but... broadcasting school, we had to do reel-to-reel splicing yeah. with oh, yeah. Yeah. razor blades. I yes. remember thinking, is this technology going to keep going? So, what you, what, you know, and you know how you rock the tape back and <laughs> yeah. forth and yeah. you're listening to the edit point, so... Like, uh, I, I remember uh, cutting, like, Estranged together and November Rain together because we kind of did them in sections. And uh, all the guys were in the control room. Everybody's in a room about this size, partying, yelling, <laughs> screaming. I'm sitting here going, you know, it's only cutting the two-inch master multi-track of oh Guns N' Roses. And everyone's <laughs> in there like, yeah, give me another beer. Oh, and I'm sitting there so like, like any, any second you someone, know? like, like uh, Izzy could have, like, bumped into you. Exactly. And, yeah. like, not, and then you would have sliced the wrong spot yeah. or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. He's, he's, he's just sitting back on the couch, and he's got his little nose ring stud in. He's just spinning it in his nose. He's like, yeah, man, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> 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 Poor is he uh, spinning his nose? Right yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of technology, it was a big week. Uh, BlackBerry's gone. I've got an iPhone now. I already. Hate let's it. just yeah. Let's just hold on a second, because this is like this is what ten years in the making here. This yeah. is huge. People have been waiting for you to do. You this know for why? Years. Now I'm just a out, pig farmer from Peterborough. You have a used iPhone. It was in the family, and I just it's mine now. No one was using it. That's how so Dan eventually ended up the Blackberry, upgrading The Blackberry, the reason people say, why did you get rid of it? Because it shut off again, and it just kept rebooting, wouldn't answer. It wouldn't start up again. So I had visited a Blackberry message board to how to fix this problem for the last time. I'm like, why am I, why am I on this message board to figure this out? Yeah. Well, basically what we've all been asking you for the last five years. But anyway, anyway so uh, it took seven days, finally got this phone hooked up. Uh, I, I re- already love the uh, the text, the yeah. text uh, whatever thing where it fills out the word for you. Autocorrect. <laughs> Autocorrect. So yeah. Royce, our producer, I had to come in and voice something just before the podcast. He sent me a text. Says you close. I said on Poco. Uh, we work on Pico. <laughs> then I repeated Poco. <laughs> he responded with good try, <laughs> and I responded with I hate this phone. <laughs> This is my hey. first time well, here. If I write Pico, I meant to f-ing write Pico. Yeah, but but the phone. Why knows would I be that... writing Poco? Because that was a great band in the seventies, right, Jim? <laughs> yeah. So great many band. people are talking about this band. 
that they had to autocorrect well, I think more people in the world would know Poco than Pico. Yeah. I don't know Poco. Pico but de I Gallo. Know, but I know Pico. Timothy B. Schmidt. Poco. Richie was Richie Fure yeah, yeah, Richie Fure, right? Right. He was in Poco. Yeah. And then he w- went to the Eagles. Uh, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt. He went to the, the Eagles. bass player. Yeah. 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 He had a great voice. Amazing. Yeah. You know what was amazing that Eagles doc? How he talked about in the eighties. He, you know, speaking of Skid Row and all and all those bands, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt was like a backup singer for like Poison oh, and all Tom, those yeah. bands. Like, he was like, hey, man, pay the bills. Like, yeah. And and so many of those records, and he's not credited. Right. He's like, no, don't put my name on it. Right, I'm good. Right. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're just like, dude, you got a great voice. We need to amp up this chorus on yeah, Talk Dirty amazing. to Me a little bit. I wish they would ask me to do that. No chance. Toolsy, <laughs> uh, very quickly, uh, Toolsy and I and uh, some of our friends went out on just Saturday. To bring that for your birthday. S- Sunday night for my birthday. What a wild time that was. I have to thank uh, your wife. She was my personal assistant that night because uh, I still did not have the iPhone hooked up and she needed to dial up the Uber for me. Yeah, okay, so here's what I didn't <laughs> but understand. But she was running a little scam. She was charging me more than I think the actual Uber was. No. A little money-making operation. But, but this is the thing. First of all, she said, I feel like I'm working at TSN <laughs> again. And second, she said, why, I said, why can't Dan just call a cab and come to the restaurant? You're going surfing it's on like the internet. The price. That's twice the price. Can, can I just ask a question? Yeah, yeah of course. Well, like when you leave the phone store, mm-hmm. your phone is set up and yeah. working. Jim, I'm so Jim, glad we, you brought we, this up. I don't, <laughs> Jim, thank you very much for bringing this information up. Usually, 99% of people who leave the Apple store leave with a working yeah, It's phone. working. Or the AT&T store or wherever. They I get never went phone. to any of those stores. It was stores. in the family. It was, it in, was the in the family. family. It was in the family. Uh, he was keeping it in the family. Apparently, the Apple ID... Uh, it's the most precious password in the history of the world. So no matter if you you, you own the phone, it's in your name. You've paid every bill for the phone. Yeah. That doesn't matter. It, someone else's Apple you, ID on there. You couldn't oh! find the password. No. Basically, what this was. No. The uh, you couldn't I, I, find the password. So, Nobody could figure out the password. So it's yeah. like, I mean, it actually made me feel good because it's like, okay, I like that. Because if someone grabbed my phone and tried to just bust so it. So I had to pretty much talk to the head of Apple to find it. He's dead. The, the second in command. Right. Oh, hit Tim Cook, right. So he, he got it for me, and we're, we're back in business. Right? And how are you liking I've it, I've got Dolby? the Instagrams. Hey? I've got the, the FaceTimes. Uh, and it just kind of shows what kind of youth is living today. <laughs> the FaceTimes. Dan O'Toole's on FaceTime. Join him. FaceTime. Uh, so back to the... the Can so, we bring Danielle back? <laughs> so <laughs> the dinner was great. Yeah, uh, oh, and then man, we, it was good. Then we found like a hidden bar in Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah. It was like underneath a house. <laughs> I know. A speakeasy? No, the basement tavern. Have you oh, ever yeah. been there, Mike? The it's literally yeah. in the basement. Yeah. 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 At my birthday there. Oh, wow. oh, thanks for the thanks invite, for the, Mike. Yeah, thanks Thank for the invite. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Right back Mike. at you. Yeah. Didn't, in, didn't really invite me. Wanted to, uh, next, year. next year. You know what I like about that bar is that they had a live band, but you could still hold conversation in that bar. I don't know how they pulled that off, but it was great. They moved them around. They put it towards the back. So, I like guess where so. the bar it was, yeah, is, was, you're off to the right. 
It was the way the sound carried. Yeah. It was great, though. Voices carry. I had, again, that's cost us $10,000. <laughs> no, you can sing like a, you can sing a sentence of the song. I don't song. think so. You I can't. Think it's over. Nope. Tool you can't. That we, that's, I guess, the podcast budget. Yep. That's where yeah. it's yeah. going to. This podcast budget is massive, so I have no concerns whatsoever. Um, no, but okay. I had the uh, the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon because I was the ultimate douchebag that night. <laughs> Ten years. Yeah, I had Ten the years. I had the twelve year. 12 I think year. I got the twelve year. They had like the the thirty year, and they had a lot of bur- bourbon at that bar. It was pretty good selection. Yeah. That'll make Jay and Dan happy. <laughs> <laughs> but but I woke up the next day with the wickedest hangover. I haven't had a hangover like you can't, that. The, the brown liquor, it oh, gets to man. you. Mm-hmm. Daddy yep. was not feeling good, and I didn't. Just, <laughs> I'm one of those people like everyone else goes. <laughs> that an elephant? <laughs> no, but my friend Chris, who came out with us, he's like, oh, I went home and I drank, you know, seven glasses of water and had a couple aspirins. I'm like, I never think like I get home, I'm obliterated. I'm like, put on the love boat, let's crash. Uh, my method's unsound. And I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, why am I hungover? <laughs> I don't have it. Like so that. your your uh, your first pee was probably about eight o'clock that night. My first pee was you were a bit dehydrated. Actually, it was just before this podcast. <laughs> so three <laughs> days later, <laughs> I'm coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then last night, I told you, Toolsy, I went to the Dodger game. Oh yeah, that was a 14 inning game. Thank God we weren't working. The old 14 inning marathon, man. <sighs> felt so good. And then Natasha Stanishevsky from TSN is tweeting me and you and saying. Can you end this game? And I'm like, we're not working today. Play ball! But I was at the game, and this is weird. So ninth inning, bottom of the ninth, when we thought maybe it's going to end in nine, uh, Dodgers have uh, a man on. It looks like they're going to they're gonna score. Everyone's on their feet. The whole Dodgers stadium's on their feet, as you would normally be in this situation. And there's four dudes who have clearly come up from the bleachers down into we were we had good seats. And so we're way down low. They'd come down low. There were like three seats ahead of us or three rows ahead of us. Four of them. These two girls are sitting next to us. Giants fans. And I hear one of them saying to the dudes who are three rows ahead of us. No one else in between them. Oh, no. They're like, sit down. Sit the down. I can't see. So they're short little girls. Right. Mm. And they can't see because these guys are standing up. And I'm kind of like quietly. I'm like. Yeah, everyone's standing, everyone's standing. You know, I'm like, let's not cause trouble here. You know, let's, I'm trying to keep the peace. All of a sudden, oh no, I look over, I see she's in tears. She grabs her f- Coke, like a big fountain no. Coke, like a big gulp, and she f***ing hurls it at his back. <laughs> no She way. hurls it like a young Nolan Ryan. Wow. She, she, oh my. She's she like really a young, wanted to see her Dodgers. She's like yeah. a young Kershaw. No, she was a Giants fan. Oh. And she was like, I need to see my team lose or something. She's like, she hurled it at his back. And so it hits the four dudes. There was one nerd. He looked like uh, like <laughs> Chuck Klosterman or the kid from A, a Christmas Story grown up. And he had like a sweater on, and it hit him right in the back. There's coke all over his back, and he turns around and he's like, "Are you insane? <laughs> Forget sex, buddy." So, that sounded like Urkel. Yeah. Are you insane? So I'm like, okay, that'll be the end of it. He's clearly a pacifist. No, nope. he goes up to security and tells on the girl. Guess what? Those girls three rows behind me threw a cola at my back. 
It's not nice. So the girls get kicked out? No, this is the thing. He comes down and like literally he's like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, dude, I know she threw a call at you, but you can't like tell on the <laughs> four foot tall girl. But anyway, he comes down, points at them like, they're right there. <laughs> and, the, and they do nothing. The girls totally said, the girls are like, no, I didn't do anything. I heard them. They're like, no, we didn't do anything. They're like, are you sure those guys said you threw something at them? No, it wasn't us. They believe them. They're like, wow. all right, see ya. Crack security there. Those Crack girls, investigation. Those girls have cojones. Those girls. And then we're leaving. and <laughs> We left at the same time. And my buddy was sitting next to me. He was like, what happened? And all of a sudden, I'm like, those girls threw something. And I look, and they're right beside me, like, as I'm telling a story about them. And I'm like, oh, my God, let's get away. <laughs> scared of these girls are you insane <laughs> okay so let me get the thing i'm taking from the story <laughs> you've got 12 year old bourbon still in your stomach and now dodger dogs mixed in oh yeah i crushed the mm. dodger oh, dog God. i crushed a dodger dog and i had some of those uh like stadium nachos oh. with oh, the fake did you geez. wear a diaper to the show tonight <laughs> you know what i feel pretty good oh it's gonna let loose there's you gonna, think so it's it's gonna no, be like remember, the hoover oh, dam but remember, but remember i asked you because the restaurant we went to on saturday was really spicy the food was spicy though you that's not a spice of meatball it was delicious but i was farting all night after that and i was trying to be subtle about it remember i asked you the next day I was talking to you and Julie Stewart Binks outside, and I swear I had one of those moments where I'm just like talking, and all of a sudden a fart slips out. <laughs> you know, like I just like. You said I didn't remember that. I, I would have remembered. I feel like you guys both looked at me like, did you just fart in front of us? Rapid well, fire. <laughs> I haven't asked Binksy about it, so I'll have to ask Binksy about it. Oh, man. Hey, we haven't even mentioned who our guest is today. Oh, this is huge. UFC superstar Uriah Faber. He's going to be on the newest edition of The Ultimate Fighter. With Conor McGregor, they're both coaches. This is huge because do you remember when uh, Con in Conor's last fight and Uriah and Conor kind of met in the hallway? Oh yeah, right. And Con yeah. and Uriah was kind of like, "Hey, buddy," like kind of playing with him. And Conor was like, "Don't f with me, man." Like he was serious. Yeah, Uriah looks like a guy. We haven't even met him yet, so I can't wait for this. He looks like a guy who gets along with everyone. He does. He's a California he, he, kid. He looks like such a stereotypical. That's his nickname, right? The California. Yeah, kid? Yeah, he, he looks like uh, like a young Anthony Kiedis. Except he doesn't take all his clothes off and put a sock on his <laughs> penis. Or maybe he does that. I don't know. Let's bring him in. Uriah, Uriah Faber. Faber. One of the best. Hey. How are you, my friend? Good, Good to see you. Ultimate fighter. How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, we had a nice costume change. If you're watching the video portion, uh, this is so uh, here. Throw that headset on. We'll, uh, we'll guide you through this room. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, both Canadian, uh, so this is the Canadian Wall of Fame. These oh, people have all Arnold been made it in there. He's Canadian too now. Iron Mike Sharp. That's Iron Mike Sharp, famous wrestler. Uh, he was remember. Canada's strongest man. That was his claim to fame. It wasn't true though. Whenever uh, this guy, right? Yeah, Ariel. One Hawaii. of the Unbelievable. Yeah, he's on there. This, no way. He's yeah. a Canadian. Yeah. yeah. How about this, Alan Thick? I mean, oh, come on, right? Who thought? <laughs> Unbelievable. And this guy too. Keanu? Yeah, Keanu. I just watched that, uh, what was that, John Wick. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I heard it's, it's good. It's very intense. Killed Is everybody. that Mr. Miyagi? 
No, that's David Suzuki. He's an Oops. environmentalist. <laughs> you know, close. <laughs> uh, Rachel McAdams. We probably should get a more age-appropriate picture. Yeah, of that's, a good, that's a good green, one for no, her. No, classic McAdams. Okay, who's she? That's creepy. That's uh, the girl from uh, How I Met Your Mother, uh, Colby Col- Smulders. Uh, and you see this week's inductee, Sebastian Bach of Skid Row. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Good no Gosling is there, I think. Gosling? Yeah, look at those eyes. Dreamy. <laughs> Shania... She still looks great. So, uh, uh, are you doing the rounds now? You're pumping up the big show. Yeah, we uh, what airs on the ninth. Yeah. yeah. So this is can... the Ultimate Fighter season twenty two. We should mention this. It is you coaching a team against Conor McGregor Wednesday, September 9th, ten Eastern on FS1. Uh, you've coached before. Yep. This is a little different, though. This is a lot different. <laughs> Because there's some real animosity here. Well, I mean, actually, there's more animosity between the last coach, but it was half the time. And uh, this this time, we just handed our teams. They're like, hey, here's a team for you. Right. Here's a team for you. So you can pick anything. We didn't pick anything. Last time, we got to watch them fight and kind of pick and choose our guys, et cetera. And then, yeah, so it was... Uh, and then we had Connor, who's who's an interesting character, yeah. and Dominic Cruz, who's not interesting at all. Right. So it was a it was a good it was a good uh, good difference. Dominic, of course, works for us here at yeah. FS1. I love that. <laughs> so wait, now there's is there not as much animosity as I thought? Because I saw in that lead up to the Mendez fight, and you guys kind of there was that camera that caught you guys in the hallway. Yeah, what the hell that happened? Was real. What happened there? So that was. Uh, Honestly, I was in backstage, and there's a men's and a women's bathroom, and the men's was taken, and so was, I'm standing in line for the men's, and the guy behind me is like, hey, did you check the women's? Because it's the one stall. So I was like, no. I said, all right, watch the door. I'll, I'll go check the, the women's, whatever. <laughs> there's mostly men back there anyway. So I go back, go to the bathroom, wash my hands, and then, like, the handle's, like, shaking. And so I open the door, and I walk out, and Connor walks in, and we're, like, face-to-face, and he's fighting one of my one of my good buddies and sure. teammates, Chad Mendez. And uh, I don't know what happened. Just, I guess, you know. He was just amped up, He said something. I said something. He, like, grabbed me, and I grabbed him, and then we got a little little tussle. Because you were laughing. You, you, the look on your face. Yeah, I was like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Yeah, you had a look on your face. beat up before he gets. Yeah, you thought, like, you thought it was for fun, and he was, but yeah, I guess he was just in the zone or whatever. Yeah, I think he was out of it because, I mean, he looked like he was about to fall over and just, like, die right there. Trying to make weight, right? Yeah, I mean. He he's a big forty five pounder, and I know I'm a big thirty five pounder, so I know what it feels like to make weight. So I think he was just I think he went food crazy. Like, <laughs> do you go food, food crazy or are you dehydrated? Both. Both. Yeah, which can be very uncomfortable. So yeah, I don't know what that was, and I mean, the truth is we're both high level fighters, guys that that want to test each other. I would like to fight the guy. I think he might want to fight me as well. So there's some animosity there. We're both quick witted. I I have no problem. Uh, you know, with the banter, we had a lot of banter back and forth, but there was some 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 physical things that happened during the fight. So I mean, it's going to be a really interesting show for sure. You, uh, I just read today, someone said this has to happen. UFC 200, you and Connor on the on the bill. What do you think? That I'd love that. When is that? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. What UFC are we at? Not, what number are we at? I think we're seventy something, maybe one seventy. <laughs> oh yeah, we're one ninety four. We're one ninety four in December. Right? One ninety four. Hey, I'm down for that. Yeah, that was. Okay, down can for we that. get back to uh, cutting weight? So once you you make your weight, do you just like go to Golden Corral and go yeah, to town? Just get the <laughs> you know, fountain. You'd like to, but unfortunately, it's a long process. So you have to let your stomach get get used to having food in again. There's like this whole process. So you don't have your big meal till about eight or nine or you've 
you know, hit the scale. Started putting all the all the weight on. Sick. Yeah. yeah, you get you get you get some like electrolytes in and some sodium, and then you get a bunch of water, and then you get your first meal, and then you get some you know something easy to digest, and then you have your you know you like a little rest, and then you go have a big dinner. So it's a big process. I've put on you know anywhere from eighteen to twenty two pounds when I make thirty five pounds, and you know twelve. 12 pounds or so when I'm making 145 And pounds. what is your go-to? It's Golden Corral, isn't it? It's the uh, nacho cheese fountain you just bathe in. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I have a home-cooked meal that that, uh, that I've learned how to make, and I taught my buddy how to make. So it's just basically like the first meal is, is like ground turkey meat, either quinoa or potatoes, cilantro, salsa, sour cream, olives, and, and uh, just kind of have like little little burritos. And then I'll go have a steak and, and uh, potatoes at night. That's very California. Very you are California. the California. That, that first kid. meal That's you it. described is the, the the last meal I would ever ever choose. <laughs> in my nothing lifetime. with quinoa, quinoa or olives. That's oh. it. Yeah. I see um, here. Oh, sorry, Dan. Well, you're a healthy eater. I, I am. I, I was raised. I mean, California. I was born in a house in Isla Vista, California, which you guys probably know is like the the college town surrounding UC Santa Barbara. And there's a lot of parties there. Probably a lot of cons conceived kids there but not many that are actually born in a house <laughs> so uh Most midwives, just born on a street yeah so i was like you know my parents were super hippies and and healthy living and healthy health food has been a big thing for me no immunizations no conventional medicine for most of my life and uh mm. so, so is this drink we have every podcast yeah, what do you is think it, is it killing us this yerba mate check the ingredients um it's from whole foods i'm gonna have so to call my managers and ask about this okay fair um, enough get back to us on <laughs> that fusion of purified water organic brewed herby mate organic hibiscus flour organic cane sugar it's all organic all okay. hey that sounds good this seems pretty good yes i mean Sugar, sugar, to be honest, but yeah. it is what it is. It's uh, like, however you want to take the sugar, whatever you call it. I just like real sugar. Like you know? just packets of sugar? You just pound no, them? I mean, just, you know, the fake stuff is the bad, is the yeah. bad stuff. Mexican Coke is better than American Coke, right? Probably. Yeah, it's got the good sugar in it. I got mm. a line here. What is this? Got into a brawl against a group of guys while on vacation in Indonesia. Uh, what the hell happened there? Are you allowed to tell this story? 2005, man. This is a long story. I'll give you the... Basic. No, 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 tell the tell long it, one. It's a 10-minute story. We like 10-minute stories. And then, you, and then yes. you're out of here. 10-minuters, and then, oh, we'll, and then we'll get into rapid fire, and then we'll let you head back to Sacktown. All right, 2005. Um, I'm fighting, but no one really knows the sport, or me for that matter. And uh, I'm in in Indonesia hanging out with two of my buddies. I just fought Charlie Valencia so for the King of the Cage World Championship. And I'm just chilling out there and um, dancing with a couple chicks in this, this bar, my buddy had gone home sober um, because he is eight Weak. months sober and he couldn't handle the environment. Right. Not not that he's a sober guy. He, now he's four four years sober, but, you Good know, job. he had an issue. He had a problem. So he he bounces, and it's just me, and I'm dancing with some chicks and whatnot, and some guy starts a fight with me, and I, like, blow the guy off, and he kind of persists. He's a local guy. and um, you You're know, on his st- turf. He's standing close to me, and he's just, you know, just Big like, guy, little guy. Like, what, yeah, what? he's bigger than me, but that's not saying much, you know. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, finally, like, dude, what's your problem? He doesn't speak any English, but he's huffing up. And I go, does this guy want to walk outside? I go, what, you know, what's your problem? And he's like, blah blah blah, saying something in whatever his language is. So I just start start walking out, and I look behind him, behind me, and he's coming out too. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go fight this guy. You know, I'm not scared of a fight, obviously. So I go out. And uh, there's a little monument to these Australians that were bombed in 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 this town. And then I go to the back alley and I go, "All right, dude, let's do this. Throw my hat off and square up." 
And I think the guy realizes that there's like zero intimidation or fear in me, mm-hmm. which is probably a scary thing. He calls over to a bunch of locals that are working at like this parking lot, and they come over. One guy speaks English, and, I'm, and he's like, what's going on here? I said, I don't know. This guy wants to fight me. I don't know what his problem is. I said, I'll do it, but it's got to be one-on-one. So they talk to him, blah, blah. So and, now it's a negotiation. <laughs> well, he doesn't speak English. <laughs> right. So then they put us on this little monument, and they let us fight. And whoa, I beat they, the crap out of this they guy. Put, wait, <laughs> put you on the so monument? they put you on the monument. Well, so like it's, it's like there's like it's like a three step up. Then there's like a fountain, and there's like a wall with everyone's names who had been killed in this bombing and whatnot. And I'm in the alley, and I'm like, let's go, you know, getting ready to throw down. You can and, swear all you want. Okay, I'm like, let's go, mother. <laughs> throw my hat off and like you know square up. And he's like, oh, <laughs> this guy does not care about anything, you know. <laughs> so then. Then the guys come over, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I got a bunch of guys. So then I negotiate this one-on-one fight. So they put us on the, okay, okay, fine. They put us on this little V of a, of a monument, and we throw down. Obviously, I beat the crap out of the guy. Ends up with me picking him up and dropping him on, like, a corner like oh. this, and he breaks oh. his collarbone. So we get up, and the fight's over. I'm just wearing shorts, no underwear. No, I lost my sandals. I lost my hat, my shirt. Got ripped off, and... uh and I'm just, like, chilling, trying to find my stuff. And the guy's like, hey, 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 you won. Now go, go. And the guy's walking around sulking <laughs> like this. You and I'm broke like, his I'm, like, I'm trying to find my, my shoes and my hat, you know. And, uh, like, probably, like, two minutes later, I get, a, like, a thud in the back of my head. And the guy oh, no. guy hits me with brass knuckles in the back of the head. And I can just feel the blood start gushing. And I'm like, what the hell? So I turn around, and he's like, one by one, one by one. And I'm thinking, like, what the Dude, I'm like. What the hell is that? I can see his things. He's like, one by one by one. I'm like, all right, man. So I square up, and two other buddies come. One grabs a rock, one grabs a bottle. Jesus. And so I grab the guy with the bottle, <clears throat> and I like, grab the guy with the rock, and I'm like rustling, rustling with them. Meanwhile, the other guy with the brass knuckles is rabbit punching me in the head. I got like six spots that I had to have sutured up that night. And so I finally like start running. I run back into civilization, which is like 20 feet away, into the club. Well, I know these guys are bouncers, and I'm basically in a pair of shorts, covered in blood at this point because of the rabbit punches, and I'm running into the club thinking I'm safe, and all the bouncers are like, there's a crazy white dude covered in blood running into the thing. So I get caught on the dance floor, like on my back, and I'm getting like kicked by like 12 guys. Like people are like all around me. I'm getting kicked. So I somehow get up and run to the back of the thing, and there's like a little bit of room to breathe there. So I'm like ditching and diving. There's a bar here, there's a dance floor here, and there's, like, a seated area on the other side. So I'm back here, like, running around. There's some little stairs. I'm, like, hopping up and down, like, trying to avoid people. And I get to this side and do a a sprint because there's just a seated area, so there's, like, not a bunch of people there. Sprint to the front door. I elbow shiver a guy out, you know, at the front door, and I start running down the street, like, away, you know, like... Like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, thank goodness my friends aren't with me because I'd probably have to stop and try to save are, them. You say you were looking for your sandal. Like, are you in sandals or are you in bare feet? At I'm this barefoot. Point? Holy man. I'm, barely fo- I'm barefoot. <laughs> and, I mean, I have I have now from getting kicked on the on the floor, I had, like, a bunch of cuts and scrapes on my back. And I had, like, a, a still a dent in the side of my hip from somebody kicking me. And uh, so I'm running down the street, like, away from civilization which is even scary because I'm like, at least here there's, like, something going on. I'm getting in, like, little huts and stuff like that, like, the further I go. So there's a billabong shop, and they're paying people to sit in front of the, the door instead of putting an actual door on it because it's probably cheaper, right? <laughs> so That makes sense. Yeah. Why so do more people do that here? So there's guys, like, sitting there at, at the billabong shop, and I'm, like, 
recognize Billabong because I've been wearing Billabong since I was a little kid. And I'm like, ah, like familiarity. Sweet so I run in. <laughs> And I'm like, the guys are like trying to stop me. I'm like, get the f out of my way. <laughs> trying to and you're kill like me. bloody. You're I'm like, bloody, covered in blood. And I'm just sitting there in the back of the store, just like breathing, like, <sighs> just breathing. And, and in comes the guy with the brass knuckles. And now a guy's got this little shoe hammer. One of the guys, Jeez. and there's like three of them coming again. They're saying one by one. I'm like, these guys are, they're like really after me, you know? So they come to the back of the store, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, please, please don't, please don't. And I, Hit the big one, and just run again. This time I go back towards the back towards the club because I'm like, if I go that way, I'm in huts. If they catch me out like in their territory, I'm That's like bad. really bad, right? So I run back towards this way, get in front of the club, and <clears throat> back to the club. Jump, jump in a taxi, and I'm screaming at the guy. And I remember because I almost went to the to the wrong side because the the driver side's the wrong side, right, right? right? So I was gonna go there, and I like last minute decision get in. And are they like right behind you at this point? Like, are they all these? Guys? I don't know. Right. I'm just running. I'm like, feel like I'm gonna die. Right. So I've got like the lock is here and the handles here on this car. And so I get in the car. And I'm like, go, go, go. And the guy's freaking out because I'm bleeding all over his car. I'm like, money, money, money. I'll pay you. There's a car in front of us. So he's like freaking out with me. And then the car gets attacked. And so I like, like I'm like this. I go to the handle instead of the lock. The door gets ripped open. I'm leaning back and I'm like kicking people out the this side, and then I'm leaning over on the driver. Next thing you know, somebody grabs me by the hair and I'm like, "Oh, the driver's turned on me." Oh my god! I'm like, god. I'm done. I'm like, this is I'm like about to die, which it wasn't scary. It was just sad, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm about to die. Yeah. In so Indonesia, like kicking the guy in a taxi. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then what turned what happened was a bunch of people started helping out. Finally, the taxi driver Finally. got out, and uh, and he like. You know, pulled people off. He jumped back in, and we took off. And I wow. went to the hospital, the little hospital. They they thought I had a fractured skull, so I um, so they sent me to a different hospital, and uh, I didn't have a fractured skull. I just had like seven spots sutured on my head. I had like you know all the doctors had flip flops on. They were probably younger <laughs> than I was, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I got out of there. On the drive drive out to to the first hospital, uh. The guy guy was following me on a motorcycle, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? I told the taxi driver to pull over. I'm like, pull over. He's like, hi. Ah. I said, pull over. So I get out, and I go, what are you following, what are you following okay, me for? Wait, you told him to get out? <laughs> this guy's following me. I'm like, you want to put an end to it. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's not going to f- follow me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's take the bull by this horns here. Right. So I get out of the car, and I'm like, I go, what's up? I just want to make sure you're okay. Where are you staying? I said, don't worry about it. Just get out of here. I'm fine. And he's like, okay, and like takes off. Then I, you know, I was at the hospital, and then they brought me to the police station. The guy who was our tour guide who'd take my buddy home wanted justice, which only cost 50 bucks. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, 50 bucks, and we'll get justice, right? He knows the guy in the military, and I'm like, dude, I just want to go home, bro. Oh, my God. I just want to go to sleep. They want to get my story. And so, like, I'm in the police, the police chief's, like, like, room, who's the police chief of wherever we're at. In Indonesia, and there's another guy that came who was going to be a witness from the night before, and he's like on my side about what happened, this and that. They do a big lineup, and for fifty bucks, we're going to get justice. And and uh, he's like, who who do have me pick someone? And I'm like, I have no idea. He's like, just pick one. And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh my god, I'm not going to pick oh one. So I go home, right? And then they're telling me tell my story, and they're on one of those little computers with the like, screens all green, and and they're like typing, and every time, like halfway through. 
the electricity goes out and it'd be like, oh, and they'd have me tell it again. So I finally got a piece of paper. I wrote down my whole story, which I still have, along with my uh, x-rays. And then I was like, just take me home. Holy man. And the funniest part, I was in the I was in the sheriff's office and the guy was in there and the, the guy leaves, leaves, the police chief leaves. And I was tired. I'm in a towel because they had me shower and everything else. And I already only had a pair of shorts on. So I'm like, I cleared his desk off and I laid down butt naked on his table with the towel on. And the guy's like, I can't believe you're sleeping on, you're laying down naked on the police chief's de- <laughs> desk. I'm like, I'm just tired. <laughs> Indonesia. I, I have so come, many come questions. For the, come for the... Come for the <laughs> hospitality, stay for the brass knuckles. Yeah. Uh, Who still oh uses brass knuckles? They're actually very knuckles. nice people, man. Yeah. Who still uses brass knuckles? That's a good that? question. I was just in Santa Barbara, and they had all the, the band things on the wall, and there was brass knuckles on there, nunchucks and everything, switchblades. I'm like, dude, how did I get some of these? Okay, and the first time you went back to the club and you're on the dance floor getting kicked, well, where were the two girls? I think they were helping out. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> they're like, actually, this guy, this guy was a terrible dancer. Out. Actually, at the police station, <laughs> they were helping out. At the, no, they were helping pull people off at the police station. The I thought day. they were helping to kick. Oh, no. I thought they were no. involved. No, I thought they were rabbit punching. Right. So, so then I, I go, I go, and I basically um, go back to the police station. I think those girls were there. One of them got a bottle broken, like a little mini riot broke out because people wow. were trying to help, etc. One of them got a bottle broken over their head. Oh. Shit. Nope. And was one oh. of them a cobbler because they had a shoe hammer? You Where know, do you find a shoe hammer in the middle of in a Indonesia? Fight? In Indonesia? They're trying to sell everything under the sun. They will try to sell you this piece of paper and the pen, you know, if you, you know, whatever. So there are people making shoes on the street. And this I do like the idea of not having doors and just having someone stand <laughs> yeah. in front of the door. And finally, your buddy. It's when, like it's like the it's like the states that won't allow you to pump your own gas. Right, right. Like or, just to create more jobs. Or just like the greeters at Walmart, you know. Yeah. But not don't have a door. <laughs> just have the greeter out there. And, and when you finally saw your buddy who bailed on the night, was he like, "Hey, what'd you do last night?" I still make fun of him because he the, he he brought a tear to his eye. You know, he saw oh, me. I'm, I'm laid up in the hospital. Oh yeah, like when he saw you for the first time, was he yeah, just like, he, "Oh my god"? He showed up at ten o'clock, and he's like. Little tear, I still make fun. I'm like, you pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay, we have questions from the listeners. They've submitted questions I, for can you. Can I ask Ryan. one first? Yeah, I sure. have one. Anyone in your family uh, who gets so squeamish about you getting hit during a fight that they can't watch you fight? Yeah, my mom. Your mom. Yeah, she's never been to a fight, and she'll watch a fight after she knows the result and if I've won. All right, and speaking of family, Daniel Giroux wants to know, is your dad Fabio? My dad Fabio? <laughs> <laughs> Fabio and I are actually the same age, although he's a uh, may look a little older than I am. No, he's not my fa- he's not my dad. Okay. He's my jiu-jitsu coach. Even yeah. Better. My dad is Theodore. Are we sure? Are we sure? Because crazy <laughs> was going down in Santa Barbara back then. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure. No, okay. we're not sure. All right. <laughs> All right, next one's from Leslie Galay. Keeping it California, if Team Alpha Male were NWA, which member would you be? Oh. Oh, no comment on that one. Okay. All right. Uh, Spencer Loeb wants to know, what's it like having Dana White as a boss? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Dana White's awesome. He's an emotional guy, but... Uh, Hold on, I what do you mean by that? Guy. So when he... He's an emotional guy. Like he he's, he's like Donald Trump. He says whatever the hell he wants. Right, yep. right. Have right. you ever not gotten along with him, or have you always gotten along? Yeah, there's been there was a time when I mean we didn't not get along, but I had to like 
you know, I'm a guy that always says what I want as well. And so uh, there was a time where he was having like some sort of dispute with John Fitch, and it was just after I had lost a big 13-fight win streak. And he was like, these fighters need to quit worrying about business. Fitch wouldn't sign this agreement to let him use his likeness for the video games or something like that. Right. So he was on this big rant. And we were on my local, Carmichael Dave, our local uh, radio guy, and he was asking Dana about Uriah, is he going to come back and blah, blah, this and that. And he's like, yeah, but you know all these guys, they need to just worry about fighting, not worry about business. And my dad told me about it, and that pissed me off because I was on a 13-fight win streak. And it had nothing to do with business. I just I got caught. I did like a back elbow and got caught with the right. So I called him, and I'm like, or I text him. I'm like, dude, way to kick a dude while he's down, et cetera, blah, blah. You know, I didn't even hear this. My dad heard it. And he's like, what? I didn't say anything, blah, 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 this and that. And then he called my dad and apologized. Oh, and, wow. That's and, cool. And it was actually really cool about it. So he's he's a good dude. But, I mean, you know, he's real. What do you think about the Reebok uniforms? You know, I have my own clothing line, which I'm not allowed to wear because I'm on a UFC press tour right now. Right. Um, Torque, Torque1.net, if you want to check it out. Yep. So it's 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 rough for me because uh, I'm one of the guys that have, has built a brand. Right. But um, I, I like the overall the overall like you're okay with the look and everything I'm okay with the look i mean it's not my style necessarily but it's yeah. not horrible it's good quality stuff i would say that um you know moving forward as a brand i understand why the ufc would do something like that it but and as a businessman i understand that's their business so they can do what they want so for me i have to find a different way to, to get my brand out there okay all right uh saskatchewan haiku wants to know out of all the fighters in the ufc who has the worst gas <laughs> worst gas Holy Probably a smokes. lot because there's a lot of protein being consumed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy smokes! In a short period of time. And do some guys use that? I have no idea. Yeah, no has one anyone uses ever that used as a that? tactic in the ring? Like, ugh. um, I never have, and I, I would. What about loading not. up on like garlic so you really stink in there? Do some I've guys had some do that? stinky opponents before, yeah. and I eat a lot of garlic, but I'm not, I'm not a. I like to think I don't stink, but who, who, who which guy stinks and does and knows it? That's a great That's point true. too. You know what I mean? Uh, My one friend smells like a wet dog. You ever told him that? No, should I? Do yes. It. Let's tell him now. Let's call him up. Let's call him up. <laughs> uh, Joe Cavs wants to know what kind of hair conditioner do you use? I don't use conditioner because my hair is too soft. If I use conditioner, I, it's, I can't manage it. Plus, we can't use water in California right now. Yeah, no we water. Yeah. So we have to reuse that. No, I don't use conditioner. I use conditioner like every once in a while. but Head and shoulders? I only wash my hair. No, not head and shoulders. <laughs> No dandruff here. Oh, you keep the dandruff away. <laughs> exactly. I don't have dandruff. <laughs> what? So, yeah, no conditioning. I don't condition my hair. What's uh, what's Sacramento like? Like, what's it like living there? It's such a uh, <clears throat> nondescript sort of place, it seems. It's the I capital. Love, I love Sacramento. Yeah? I mean, it's got a good, it's got a good uh, big enough city feel, and then you can get right out to the country. You've got some rivers and some awesome lakes. We've got seasons, but it never snows. We've got a little rainy season. We've got an awesome spring and an awesome fall. Um, I think it's paradise. Yeah? You're digging it? I, I love all of California, to be honest. And we're uh, a short flight to San Diego, a short flight to L.A. We're a short short drive to Tahoe, a short drive to San Francisco. And then the northern coast is amazing, like Mendocino County. I have a building out in Point Arena, California, which is some of the most epic scenery you've ever seen. California is great. California is the best. The California, yeah, that's That's it, it. baby. It's fun, right? Santa Barbara. That's that's where my whole family is from. Great town. Amazing. Beautiful town. What's the best thing about being from California for you? Like, what's the thing you love the most? I would say, you know, I've been all over the world, and there's always something, something cool about every place. You go to Brazil, there's some cool stuff, but like the roads are all jacked up and the toilets suck. 
You know, you go to <laughs> Japan and like, you know, it's like impossible to 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 get around because everything's so small and and the food's terrible. Our, you know, we're used to Japanese American food. You know what I mean? Um, I would say a couple places that I really loved were were Australia and Singapore. But the thing about California, which is awesome, is I feel like everyone's very about following their heart. I feel like in general, for some reason, people believe that they can do some amazing things, and they're a lot about health. And those are two things that I could, that I think really stand out. Like people are thinking big here, and people enjoy being active and healthy. Yeah, people are very active here because you don't have to sit inside during the winter. Uh, yeah, lots on Canada, and since. you're not going to fit in if if it's summertime, and you know. Yeah, yeah you got to be in good shape, which yeah. is why I haven't really fit in. Ninety five percent shape. Oh, it's thanks, like, like a toothpick. Yeah. Ninety five percent of our listeners are from Canada, so thoughts on Canada? You fought there a few times. I like Canada, but you know what? I had I had an evading an officer from or keeping an officer from duty. The only time I've gotten any kind of trouble with the law, like back after one of my fights, like in two thousand three, and so I actually spent a night in jail what? because of that. Wait a minute, is that was that in Quebec or was that in- that was in California? Oh, but oh at I the see. Border, you go there. I went to go watch the George St. Pierre Matt Sarah fight. And they're like, have you ever been arrested? I was like, uh, I did get arrested one time in, in uh, 2003 after, you know, whatever. Oh, what happened there? I said, oh, you know, my buddy's got in a fight and some lady cop started running after us and everybody took off and I got in trouble from evading an, uh, an officer from duty or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, have a seat over there. 12 hours later. Yeah, you were then too they, honest. Then they take you onto a, a, a paddy wagon, handcuffed. The, the most time I was spent in captivity was in Canada because I tried to go watch a fight. We just, so, we just want to make but sure. I will say, we just want to check. The Canadian check people are awesome. I love, I love the Canadian folks that I've come in contact Sell with. Sell out every there, event, too. I've been there quite a bit. I've fought there a couple times, and everyone's been everyone's so friendly over there. And they say some funny little things like A and like, yeah. don't yeah. you know? And how about, like, no, what, what's it no, all about? No doubt about it. <laughs> oh, one more. We got one more for you. All right. right. This next one's a would you rather come from Scott Uh-oh. Douglas. Fight 40 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Mm. Huh. Duck-sized horses. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I guess the biggest tool a horse would have is to back up and kick you. Yeah. And that would be right on my shins where I'm used to getting and kicked And with those there. big duck feet, too. I would not, I would not, I would not like to uh, fight a big duck. I'd go for I'm going with the horses. Yeah. <laughs> Can we clip that? I would not want to fight a big duck. We need, we need to play that on every podcast from here on out. Your Honor, uh, we, we thank you for coming in. My pleasure. Uh, this is awesome. New season of the Ultimate Fighter starts September 9th. Yeah, September That's 9th, it. 10 Eastern, FS1. Uh, Uriah and Connor are going against each other. It's USA versus Europe theme season. It's going to be terrific. You're great, man. Thank Thanks, you so brother. much. Oh, one yeah. question. Yeah. You probably get it every time. Uriah, where does that come from? That's from the Old Testament. It means the Lord is my light. It was... Bathsheba was Uriah's chick, who King David stole, and uh, ended up getting her pregnant. And Uriah was like, "Bros before hoes, I'm not going to party with my chick when my buddies are battle." So he got snuffed. You've but told that story a few times. <laughs> He's oh, yeah. a warrior. Yeah, that's awesome. And a well, ladies' man. Well, it's very fitting. Uh, thank, thank you. you Thanks, man. My pleasure. So long. My time here is up. Yeah, we. I want to do these. Uh, these Bane comparisons and these Chris Myers comparisons a little bit later on. we got some stuff. They're not bad. Uh, I was in your hood today. I drove underneath the uh, Santa Monica boardwalk on my bike. Uh, thanks for calling to say hi. This is for a nice stroll on the bike. Makes no sense. There's no one on the beach. Yeah, well, it's a it's quiet. 
You can have the whole place to yourself. The beach is so wide. It's like, how could you ever fill that beach? It's the biggest beach on the planet. Beach in the planet. Did you go to Big Dean's, have a burger? Maybe no. a beer? I went to the sunny spot. It's on uh, it's Washington. On Washington. Yeah. Had a nice So cube. you went there. So that's not my hood. That's your hood. Washington. But on my way back. Oh, I see. Okay. I was really thirsty and really hungry. <laughs> you had 18, what did you have? 18 oysters before you showed up for dinner on Sunday. <laughs> Just yeah. a little appetizer. I'll have a dozen and a half, please. I'm all, I'm all over oysters for a little bit. You know how you feel like something, you eat a lot of it, and then you're like, it's enough of that for me. I was expecting you to show Delicious. up and see the oysters on the menu and be like, okay, we're getting oysters, right? And you were like, nah, maybe not. Maybe I won't do that. Hey, can we can we hear the, can we play the Bob Bannerman, uh, Munanori Kawasaki promo for Schrager? Sure. Mike, can we yeah. play, wait, no, wait, is he on him? Now. Okay, hold on. Okay, let's play this promo for him before we say hi to him. Here we go. This is Bob Bannerman, Shevolds in Toronto. Toronto Blue Jay, he gets called up, he gets sent down all the time. Muninori Kawasaki doing what I think might be the most racist promo of all time. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, I am Japanese. When I play, but we'll pay. So every time you play in Toronto, Bannerman customers get an extra $1,000 off if they buy a car the next day? Yes, that is very good deal. Get $1,000 bonus. Dodge Dart for $15,995. Caravan or Journey for $18,995, plus an extra thousand off. At Bob Bannerman. Chrysler Dodge Jeep on Don Mills Road, just north of Eglinton. I love Bob Bannerman. Oh, God. Play the beginning, the first line of that. Toronto ball player Mooney Kawasaki for Bob Bannerman Chrysler. Hello, I am Japanese. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. What the hell did we just listen to? Oh. Peter Schrager joins us uh, from New York City. The NFL season's about to kick off. Peter, you've got a camera in your house now. We can have you on Fox Sports Live every night. Sensitive topic right now. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Is it oh. too intrusive? Did your wife get home and see the camera, Pete? <laughs> yes. Oh. And I'm talking in low, in low tones right now. Oh, really? Not good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boys. There might not be much Fox Sports Live. There might not be much Peter Schrager anymore. Oh, <laughs> man. What? So, yeah, why so describe explain, this. So why, the, why, don't you, why don't you explain what an in-house camera is, Jay and Dan? Why don't you tell Well, you are uh, better. I have never seen one. So this is when we go to our reporters uh, for breaking news. Instead of them driving to a studio, they set up a camera uh, that's got a backdrop and everything. So it looks like you're in a studio, but you don't have to, to leave the friendly confines of your own home. And you used to have one, Pete, uh, in a smaller apartment you used to have in Manhattan. Now you've moved to a palatial apartment. So I'm sure there's tons of room now. For this camera, and your wife doesn't even notice it's there. <laughs> All right. So in the old apartment, I lived in a one-bedroom, 500-square-foot apartment in Manhattan. And they put this thing in, and I said, nope, not going to work, and just never turned it on. I wouldn't let them let me use it. I just I put my foot down. I said, I'll go to any studio in any country. I don't care, but I can't use this thing. And eventually they came and removed it. Well, I got this new apartment in Brooklyn. There's an extra room. And I was told from multiple sources that ah, it's small, it's not a big deal, it's not the, not the big studio camera we had last time, it's going to be a tiny little camera on your laptop, you won't even notice it. Well, I had guys in my apartment for eight hours today doing <laughs> internet wiring, and the backdrop that I told was not a big deal is eight by eight feet. Oh my <laughs> God. I don't know if oh you guys know God. how much eight feet is. I don't know how you, I mean, have you seen Yao Ming? It's bigger than Yao Ming. That's like me plus another uh, foot. Yeah. Yes. It's like you plus Dan. 
Schrager, here's what you do. Uh, you put a yeah. sign out front of your place, say uh, studio tours available. You, you, <laughs> yeah. You give TV to, like, this is the real, this is the glitz and glamour of TV. All the hipsters in Brooklyn will come up no, in there. No, forget the hipsters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all the different journalism school kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have the, the Columbia University Journalism School, the Michigan <laughs> University Journalism School. Fly in, and you get to see a real-life functioning Fox Sports studio. Even better, Shregs, why don't you just start your own journalism school in your apartment? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a great – what would we call it? What would we call it? Pete Schrager's fly-by-night journalism <laughs> school and uh, vinyl shop. You just start That's stocking some vinyl. I would, I, would serve, I would serve iced coffee. I would make a, like a batch of cookies every day. And whoever wants to come in, you can get some journalism lessons. I love this idea. Schrager, how this fired are you fired up for uh, the NFL season beyond belief? I this really is am. your time. I really am. The last 24 hours have been crazy when you look at what's going on in Washington with Robert Griffin the third gets benched a week before the season starts before he even gets a shot to go out there a couple of days after Jay Gruden declared him the starter. So that's pretty crazy. And then I've been watching the Philadelphia Eagles and guys mark my words right now. We're on what September, the first week of September, come back to this in November. This Philadelphia Eagles offense is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's really stoppable right now. Okay. This so is, so like, you, you'll, if you gamble on games, uh, you'd want to take the over in all their games, Pete, here comes old the gambler. Is, the crazy thing is, and this is, this might be sponsored by, DraftKings or FanDuel or one of the the, the sites. But yeah, we're we're back in good books with Fan with uh, DraftKings now. Are uh, we back with DraftKings? Yeah, we'll, we'll mention it a lot right now. Yeah. We'll talk about it right now. You know, on this podcast, my picks for today's baseball game is anyway. Um, this team is going to put up a lot of points. The thing is, their defense is really good too, Dan. Mm, so okay. they might win games thirty-one to ten, and the over doesn't go over. They also might win games fifty-three to fifty-two. So. I would say always uh, look at the over-under on these Eagles games. They're going to be higher than you expect, and they're going to do their part. They're going to score their points. I just don't know if the other team can right. score Okay, okay Shregs, I want to delve into this just a, a wee bit more. Again, Chip Kelly comes from Oregon, has this insane offense where it just goes so fast. And is it just now that he has the personnel that he always wanted to execute it? And is Sam Bradford going to be healthy enough for him to do that? Jay, it's a great question, and I'll give the backstory for all the, uh, the listeners who might not be following it on a day-to-day. He comes in from Oregon, and he's got guys like Michael Vick, and he's got guys like Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy, who are all wonderful players, but they didn't fit his system. If he had to draw up his ideal you know, offense, he would have certain guys fitting certain roles. So those guys are all finally gone. It took two years, but they're gone. And now they bring in guys like DeMarco Murray, uh, they draft guys like Jordan Matthews last year. They've got a guy named Nelson Aguilar this year. And they've got the weapons and the smart. That's the key. You need to be very smart and on the ball. And the crazy move of the year was trading Nick Foles, who was a very good NFL quarterback, and getting Sam Bradford, who is as brittle as Grant Hill was in his prime with those knees, always going down with knee injuries. Second Grant Hill recon- reference on the pod, by the way. Second there Grant you Hill. Go. He's yeah. got two reconstructed knees. Um, and this is going to be the issue because, Jay, in their offense, the quarterback is not blocked as well as other offenses. There's no fullback in their offense. The running back isn't asked to block as much. So defenders, and Terrell Suggs kind of did this in their second preseason game, defenders are going to go at Sam Bradford's knees. It's going to be up to him to protect himself. And it's going to be interesting to see what the officials do because mm. if they treat him like they treated Cam Newton or they treat Colin Kaepernick or any of these other running quarterbacks, 
there won't be flags. But if they treat him like a guy with two recently reconstructed knees, they might say, oh, God, you just, Man, you know, he's special. Let's throw the flag. That would stink. Every play, you know, oh, God, here they're coming for my knees they're again. They're coming for me. They're yeah. coming for me. It's going to be all, and, and here's the thing. He hurt his knee or he tore his last ACL in the second preseason game for the Rams last year. He hasn't really been hit yet. They don't let him get hit during practice. So he's going out there in these games, these regular season games, and their first week they're on Monday night against the Falcons, um, and he hasn't really had his knee hit yet. So there's this whole intrigue of whether he's going to be gun-shy, whether that's going to play a, a part in his head. It's a really fascinating situation. But if all things go as planned, this team could be unlike any offense we've ever seen before. And I'm reluctant to talk about the RG3 stuff because it seems that we have a new story to it or a, a, a new angle every about 12 hours. But this guy, do you think he's done in Washington? It's so tricky because of his contract. So because he's going through this concussion protocol right now, he's got a clause in his contract that if they cut him while he's injured, they're on the hook for $16 million this year. Wow, wow. So it's almost like they need to keep him around, get him on the field, or at least clear him medically before they can do anything. So he won't be cut in the next couple of days. He's got to be cleared, but I don't know. I mean, look, this is a guy who was the offensive rookie of the year two years ago, three years ago, voted over Andrew Luck, which is so crazy to think about now, and it's just been a downward spiral since. The truth of the matter is he's not a good NFL quarterback. He hasn't ever progressed. He hasn't matured, and he hasn't been the same player since his knee injury. So, to me, it's no great surprise that he's not starting. It's just what's interesting is the dynamic because the owner, Daniel Snyder, loves this kid. The fan base seems to love Griffin, and yet the coach and the rest of the team knows that Griffin's not the best quarterback on the field. Okay, one more. I I loved your tidbit about the Eagles, Shregs. One more thing that maybe the casual NFL fan doesn't know about this upcoming season that they should know as we head into this season, something maybe a little bit underground that has caught your eye over the course of the preseason. Oh, that's really good. I think the thing is, and it's a guy who kind of had a little minor coming out party last Sunday night on national TV, but it's this guy, Khalil Mack, for the Oakland Raiders. He just looks like a badass. He's wearing number 52 for the Raiders. He's a defensive player. Everyone talks about J.J. Watt. Everyone talks about Ndamukong Sue, Justin Houston in Kansas City. Those are the big names. This is the guy to watch this year on defense, Khalil Mack. He's been unbelievable, unblockable in training camp, and he had a huge game in the preseason against the Cardinals. Between him and a guy on offense named Amari Cooper, he's wearing number 89, he's their first-round pick, there is reason for optimism with the Raiders, and these two young studs might be two of the best young players in all of football. So the Raiders haven't been to the playoffs since 2002, Jay. They might not go this year, but Khalil Mack, if you're looking for a fun guy and a cool jersey Mm -hmm. to own, because Raiders jerseys are always going to be cool to look at, that's the guy, Khalil Mack on the Raiders. Just in time, Shregs, he'll become a huge star just in time. For the Raiders to slide into L.A. There you go. It'll be the face. <laughs> It'll be his face all over everything. His face and Patrick Muldowney. Where is Pat Muldowney? Oh, he's in a meeting. Uh, he's, in, he's in a meeting about Cowherd's show. He's giving a presentation about a web page. <laughs> uh, does he use PowerPoint or does he come in here with a brick and mortar? Like, what does he use? 
That's a great question. He's pro- he probably had just wrote it up on his phone just a second before he got into the meeting. I, What's a web page? Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's so disappointed. You know, it's funny. It's funny. I, I you know I listen to the podcast every week, even the weeks I'm not on. Yeah. And I feel like Patrick is such a good guy when he's in the room, but when he's not in the room, I have a real resentment towards him. I just think anything <laughs> is more important than this podcast. I couldn't agree more, Shregs. I think you <laughs> nailed it absolutely perfectly. We love having Pat in here. He brings a lot of great stuff to the podcast but his the fact that he won't show up consistently in the room is so disappointing and plus we had a wonderful replacement today in danielle it's like going on a date with someone and and then eventually realize that you're like this person's not having any fun but you you still keep inviting them out yeah that's a great you're having fun you're having so much fun and they're just sitting there like a wet log you get tired of trying to invite (laughs) them along i would would even one up it even more you're going out with a girl and it's steady like you guys are an item and yet you're going on a six-hour trip to say boston from new york and she's staring at her facebook or instagram page the entire time (laughs) on her phone like she's not really engaged she's with you she's in she's on the team she's signed up but she's not really there uh, I would Sounds take like it marriage. I would. T- oh, <laughs> I'd take it one step further than that. You're having sex with that same girl, and she's looking at a picture of another man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm coming, baby. Shregs, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Hey, thank you, guys. Shregs, good luck, it. buddy. I hope everything goes okay. I mean, it's it's some it's some some hairy times here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good luck, my friend. That is our uh, NFL insider, Peter Schrager. You can follow Schrager him on Twitter Ball. at P Schrager. He was on fire today. He's it's almost like he works better under pressure. Clearly, there's some tension there. His wife had just gotten home, seen this 8x8 fox and mural could, in their apartment. Huh? And there's no way they hid the wires and everything. They're oh, just no. wires no, They're everywhere. like, this is good, right? <laughs> Shregs probably wasn't even paying attention. He was flipping through his pro football <laughs> weekly yearbook or something. And then all of a sudden he turns around. He's like, oh, my God, what the f***? So at P. Shregs, at P-S-C-H-R-A-G-S. He always has great tidbits from the NFL. You have to follow him and also Toolsy. Can I point out his podcast? So he comes on, he's goofy with us, but you just saw how knowledgeable he is about the NFL. And his podcast is a super straightforward, kick-ass NFL podcast. you got to subscribe to that on iTunes as well. Subscribe to ours and subscribe to Pete's. And i got big news. Our friend Joel Klatt is starting his own college football podcast. Whoa. Finally. Okay. Breaking the huddle Finally. with Joel Klatt. That would be good, too. So go subscribe to that one. On Coming iTunes. out on Wednesday. Coming out on Wednesday. Perfect. So you get the – I mean, you'll see how smart Joel is about really everything football. So you but. go to those guys for your football info. You yeah. come to us and just hang out. Well, you come to us to hear us talk about uh, Pat Muldowney uh, not f- those hey, guys are like the, guy. the protein you need with your meal, but you should have some dessert. And yeah. then you come to us and have the dessert. Yeah, some dirty dessert. Where is the banana? <laughs> Before we get out of here, can we touch our bags? Sure. Yeah, we got a few other things. Yeah, we got a few things. We're going to touch our bag first, though, right? Let's do it. It's time to touch their bag the J and Dan mailbag. <laughs> dessert. This one's uh, from Justin Casper. Uh, hey, guys. Subject heading is Jay's Bane impression. Love the pod and a listener from day one. I met Jay in Winnipeg when you came here for your book tour and hope maybe one day the rest of the pod can come here to visit. Just wanted to bring up that Jay sounded way closer to Bane when he was doing his producer Tim impression in the last pod than Mike or Jim when they were actually trying to. Thanks for all the laughs, guys, and hopefully the LAPD can clean up Dan's neighborhood. Well, let's... <laughs> 
How, let's find out. I think we have a, a comparison side by side here that Mike yeah. has put together uh, between something. your Baines and my producer Tim. No. Okay. Well, while he's putting that together, let me remind you that Amazon Student is available to you now. It's the same as Amazon Prime, where you get free two-day shipping and unlimited photo storage, but it's available only to university and college students, and it's free for six months. After six months, Amazon Student is 50% off Prime. Are we getting paid for this? Canadian students can start their free six-month trial by going to amazon.ca slash student. Got it? When it comes to music, we shouldn't be put up against each other. Well, you guys regardless, and I will make this up to you. There is enough nothing for me when I show up to m- with my ticket to see baseball. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Again, Mike's is old lady bay. Hepburn. I went full Hepburn yeah, on yeah. that one. Full Hepburn. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, hey, boys. This is from Anders Ofsti. The subject is shrimp sandwich with mayo. Hi, boys. I'm a Norwegian who's been listening to the podcast since episode number one on TSN. Hello, Norway. The phrase shrimp sandwich with mayo is a Norwegian hockey term for a saucer pass that lands perfectly. Keep up the good work. With kind regards, Anders. Huh. Shrimp sandwich with mayo. Next time I'm firing a saucer pass. I I remember once a Toronto Star media critic, was it you or I who said saucer pass? And he said, what is that? That's not even a thing. Then people had to tell him what a saucer pass was. Idiots. It's like the time Darren Pang called the Minnesota Twins the Twinkies, and some Vancouver province writer said, oh, that's a derogatory term for gay males. He's like, no, that's the Minnesota Twins have been called the Twinkies forever. It wasn't meant to be. That that same media critic uh, is the oh same one God. where I, I mentioned Relic from the Beachcombers. I said, yeah, he looks a lot like Relic, and he wrote in his column, what's with the obscure inside Info. Yeah. yeah. Nobody didn't know knows who Relic, Relic was. He's a f-ing loony, for God's sake. He's a TV critic who didn't know Relic. You don't know Relic's toque? You might as well get out of the country. Move to this Santa one's, Monica. This one's from Alex Kennens from Toronto. New exercise for Dan is the subject heading. Hey, guys, big fan of the pod. After hearing about Dan's accident with step-ups at the gym, mm. I came across a new routine that's a little lower impact and maybe right up his alley. It's called prancer sizing. Funny. <laughs> Jay, as a side note, I noticed during the interview with Chris Myers that your dramatic announcing voice is nearly identical to Chris's regular speaking voice. Did you develop it as, a, as an homage to him, or is it just a, an amazing coincidence? Either way, thanks for making great pods. Miss you guys in Canada, but happy for all your success at Fox. P.S. Patrick kills it with the drops. Much love from the great white north. <laughs> and in quotations, uh, uh, in brackets, not Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, see, he does kill it with the drops. Okay, so uh, I believe Mike has actually put together a side-by-side of my fake broadcaster voice and Chris Meyer's voice, Ooh. which it was not an homage. It is just a coincidence if it does sound similar. And then you see a Rondé Barber to John Lynch. Hey, the Buccaneers, are they going to be good this year with Jameis Winston? So it's kind of oh, cool. Place. What helped me get through was listening to your podcast as I ran my 10K. Your humor definitely made the 10K go by quick. This uh, guy played football at UCLA with Jackie Robinson. It's good that your podcast is one hour long. <laughs> I'll need a longer podcast for next year's half marathon. Thanks. Uh, That's pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, one more here. Colson Oliver. Subject, Jay's voice. Hey, guys, am I crazy or does Jay's broadcaster radio voice sound a lot like Christian Bale's character Patrick Bateman in American Psycho? I think if he just talked a little slower, it would be a close match. All right. Do we have that one? We do. Oh, here we go. Holy jumping. So much for looking after Courtney. Dorcia, how impressive. How on earth did you get a reservation there? Lucky, I guess. That's a wonderful suit. Don't tell me, don't tell me, let me guess. Mm, Valentino Couture. Uh-huh. Mm. You look so soft. Your compliment was sufficient, Lewis. Hello, Hal. It was, that was just a long scene. Do you want to keep going? I thought you had a But that was myself. mostly not Christian Bale. That was mostly... <laughs> I got that. You got, that was the guy from Big Love. Yeah, that was right before we started. The guy from Big Love and uh, he's, he's also in Silicon Valley. Silicon yep. Valley. He's the the bad he is so guy. So good. He is an, a great actor. So okay, we heard a bit of his work. <laughs> yeah. Tighten that up. No, I have to say, uh, good job by Mike. That was the last. Stewart, that was the last Stewart. minute addition. No, that was. That was like you know what? Let next week we'll do. We'll tax some bail to Maybe we could. Do, maybe we could have the <laughs> Christian Bale uh, bit where he got caught with the microphone when he was. Chewing out that sound guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I think that's it, ladies. Yeah. Oh, uh, some early work. Yeah. Okay, Dan. I think you'll want to see this. Some of my early work. I think we have a great stinger for this too. Gather round, children. It's time for another installment of the early works of Jay Onright. Oh, bollocks. It's not where he plays with his willy and all that, is it? <laughs> Jim loves that. <laughs> where, where's this clip from? Uh, this is the same, uh, the same yeah, Global Saskatoon. This is another... What year? This would have been 98. And it uh, looks like I'm doing an intro to a WHL. Seattle Thunderbirds in Saskatoon Blades. Saskatoon Blades were back in action tonight as they hosted the Seattle Thunderbirds. Seattle had a pretty light schedule so far, only playing five games big compared jacket. to 11 for the Blades. <laughs> the T-Birds dropped their first of the season at home Saturday. Saskatoon was hoping to make it two in a row at Sask Place this evening. Hoping to, the make first it. Period. Hoping hey, to look, make the McAvoy it. Hoping to make it. Hoping to make it. Hoping to make it. Why some hometown fans checking out that kid, Keegan McAvoy. And another kid, Shane Endicott, played triple-A midget in Saskatoon last year. Blades get on good the board info. first. It's John Barkman, spins, fires, scores. It's one nothing for the good guys. Hardly Later, Gaucher with a shot from the point. Off the boards and off the skate of Garrett Bembridge. Hey, we'll take it. <laughs> Seattle doesn't like it too bad. 2 nothing. Later, too bad, Seattle. down low to Barkman. He buries it for his second of the game. It's 3 nothing Saskatoon. Still in the second, yeah, Seattle the gets crowd on the board. Noise. David Morissette will deflect in this. Uh, Jason is. Beckett pass, and the lead is cut to 3-1. Later, it's Scott Kelman. Kelman. He'll take the pass. Blair with the initial save, but Kelman will score on the rebound. T-Birds made it 3-3 at one point, but no, the Blades did not blow it. On the power play, Garnett Exelby will take it in the Exelby. slot and score. His first WHL goal also proves to be the game wow, winner. Wow, history there. In this one. You can make the final. Four to three. Big, four yeah. A little homage to Vic Router the there. The T-Birds have lost two straight, and they dropped to three, two, and one. One other game in the WHL to tell you about. The Whitney Ice lost one to the Medicine. No Half highlights Tigers of that one. By a big score. Eight Couldn't three get the was footage. Final.
Well, Mark Messier is a lock for the Hall of Fame, but it never hurts to pad your resume. Going into tonight's game with the Hurricanes, Messier was only one goal away from becoming the 10th player in NHL history to score 600 goals. He was hoping to reach the milestone tonight and help Vancouver get their third win of the season in the process. Let's check out the highlights from this one. Trevor Kidd, third straight game. We love that guy. Arthur Zerbe, if you ever get a chance. If you ever get a chance to talk to Arthur Zerbe, you're in for a long conversation. I was gonna say, if you if you find yourself at a party and Archie Herbe <laughs> corners you, you best have a full drink. And just settle in. <laughs> yeah, he's. We, we saw him a lot at the uh, the the Olympics in Russia. And he likes to chat. He once explained the entire game of hockey to me, including <laughs> the refs. He's like, you need the refs, <laughs> <laughs> and you need the blue lines, and you need the red line. I'm like, yeah, okay, figured figured that. Uh that was great. I, I think that was dynamite. Yeah, I like when you say tonight. <laughs> Really I'm so tonight. earnest. I'm so like, notice me. I'm a broadcaster with an oversized jacket. <laughs> really wanted to make it. Again, the clothes were all like that back then. Oh, they're bad, though. Follow, oh, they're uh, bad. follow the podcast on Twitter, at Jay and Dan. Can I just say, keep the questions uh, coming on jayanddan.com and keep the suggestions for Engineer Jim coming. If you've made a suggestion for Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim, and you haven't heard it yet, don't worry. Keep suggesting. We had a lot. We have so many, and we're getting to them. Trust me. We're never going to stop doing this podcast. By the way, this was episode 80. We never Did we say that? That is crazy. Episode 80 of this era. We're getting rich off this baby. Oh, it's going to all come together. Now that that we have a a guy selling the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Carlton, you was here, too. How's that going? Meeting on Thursday. A lot of freaking Is that the same the- meeting Patrick's uh, <laughs> yeah. had to miss uh, this morning, podcast morning to meeting. go to? Okay. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of meetings. Will Pat be at that meeting? Don't think so. Will Danielle be at that meeting? She could. Let's just bring Danielle back. She at could. P Shrags, P S C H R A G S, at engineer underscore Jim, at Mike's at Micklehouse, M I C K E L House. You can follow Jay at Jay Onright. You can follow me at FS1 O'Toole. Those are all on Twitter, and I think most of us are on Instagram. And a big thanks to Uriah Faber, terrific guest. Um, the Ultimate Fighter season, it's Team Faber, it's Team it's Conor McGregor. It's going to be huge it, on it, FS1. A lot to live up to because last season, a lot of people say last season was the best season what? ever. It was such a good season. This is going to be even better. At Uriah Faber, you can follow him. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, check us out on SoundCloud, and rate us on iTunes. Don't and make sure you watch us. Fox Sports Live every single night, 11 Eastern on FS1. Uh, thank you, Engineer Jim. Thank you. That was a blast chatting with you today. Yeah. Mike, great job. Dave Featherstone, representing Simon Fraser University. Stan O'Toole, I'm Jay Onright. And uh, I think I farted in front of Toolsy and Binksy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>